Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, and it is good to be back this week. It's great to have you back this week, and I'm looking forward to another week here. And I'm kind of excited because for the first week, I'm, for, for the first time, we're doing the podcast from the Entree Courier Studios. Folks, don't be fooled by that. All that is is just a fancy name for the bedroom basement that I converted into an office. And so I'm hoping it sounds okay. Um, we just uh, remodeled the whole basement. Uh, we put down laminate flooring. And and let me tell you, if you ever watch those YouTube videos about how to do laminate flooring and you start thinking, you know what? We could do that. Run away. Run away fast. My knees are still giving me trouble over having done all that. But anyway, I'm, I'm loving it. I love this. I, my concern is, though, it was kind of like we finished it all up, and then my wife just says, you know what? This room sounds like it's got a pretty good little echo to it. Is this the best place for doing your podcast? And I'm like, rut row, rash row. So I'm putting a whole lot of faith in a $60 microphone to weed out some of that echo. So we'll see how that goes, okay? Anyway, Courier Nation, today's episode is being brought to you by the 31-Day Courier MBA course. I don't know that I could really call it a sponsorship or anything like that. One, I mean, it's me. I'm just doing it. And two, I'm not charging for it. So it's it's a free course. Uh, But I do want to invite you to sign up. Uh, Starting September 1st, we're going to be starting to send out daily emails uh, to the first 50 people that sign up. And Courier MBA is not about a master business administration or anything like that. There's no degree. There's nothing like that. MBA stands for Mastering Your Business Attitude. It's all about this idea that here's the deal, folks. I'm not here to teach you how to deliver. I'm not here to teach you really about how to be better at all this stuff. I'm here to give you the tools so that you can do that for yourself. And that's what the MBA course is all about. And and more than anything, it's about helping you look at what we're doing through the eyes of a business owner, because whether you plan to be or not, that's what you are when you're an independent contractor. And so if you can develop this business attitude, if you can develop this business perspective, then you can apply that to what you're doing and you can make yourself more profitable in your delivery business. So I invite you to go over to, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes, but entrecourier.com slash get your MBA and get signed up. Okay, so on to today's topic. What the hell is going on in California? Maybe a bigger question. Is delivery going away? Are DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats and Postmates, are they going to have to shut down in California because of this whole AB5 thing that is starting to blow up? That's what we want to talk about today. And there's, there's a few different aspects to that. And what is this going to mean to those of us who are not in California? Because here's the deal, folks. The AB5 is hitting the fan in California. 
And you can take from that description what I think, uh, what you will about what I think about AB5. But anyway, back in episode 52 on the podcast, I put a link in the show notes as well as you can go to entrecourier.com slash 52 to get to the associated page that I was put on the blog. We talked about what's going to happen in California now that the new year is happening, because this was done, I think it was December 27th. So it was the last episode of the year. AB5 was about to go into effect. It was a new law passed in California. It was going to go into effect on January 1st. And everybody's wondering what's going to change or things going to change all of a sudden. And what I wrote in that article, I said, nothing's going to change. In fact, there's a line that I put in there. It said, nothing changes until it changes, which sounds like a Yogi Berra type of thing is what I said, I think back then. But, uh, here's the deal. Nobody was going to become an employee automatically. And and I said, it's going to take some time. And and here's a quote from the article. I said, things will change if and when any of the companies, Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, or any of the others decide to hire employees instead of contractors, or until they are forced by the state and by the courts. If they are forced, it will take time because it will have to go through the courts. Well, folks, that's what's happening. Here it is. It's August as I write, as I write and as I record this, it's August 18th. And this thing went into effect January 1st, and it's only now starting to happen. And it's only now that things are really starting to come into play where the changes are going to start happening in California. And right now it is starting with Uber and Lyft. And especially there's some big stuff about ready to happen here, maybe really big stuff here by the end of this week. California set their eyes originally on Uber and Lyft, and they got a a preliminary injunction against them that basically says you've got to start classifying your people as employees as of August 21st. Uber and Lyft appealed. They lost their appeal. Now, here's something about that that I don't hear anybody really saying, but Uber and Lyft have not lost their court cases. They have not lost, as far as any court challenges. Personally, I don't think their plan was to win the court cases there. You know, um, I think their plans are all built around Prop 22. That's just my theory. But what's happened is they're being sued for misclassification. And Uber and Lyft could drag this thing out forever, you know, but that's why there's an injunction. The injunction is basically saying there is enough evidence. I think there's enough of a a case made here that more than likely you guys are going to lose. And so we're asking the courts to say, you've got to start classifying people as employees today. So I think that's an important distinction here. It has not yet been decided that Uber and Lyft have been misclassifying employees. It has been decided that there's such a strong case that it may turn out that way that they want the courts want to force the issue now. So that is what's happened with this with this decision and with this injunction. And basically it just means as of the 21st, which is Friday, Uber and Lyft have to start using employees. They can no longer use contractors. But here's the thing that I said in that article back at the end of the year. I said, drivers will not magically just become employees. That if either of these companies do end up going an employee route, here's what's going to happen. 
the driver contracts are canceled. Basically, everybody's getting deactivated. Then the companies have to start hiring employees. There's there's not a tra- there's not an automatic transition from contractor to employee. They're two totally different processes. You getting fired as a contractor because the contract is going away, and you might get hired as an employee, but there's no guarantee. And that's because having employees and having contractors, they're, they're, they're very separate things. They're very different things. The hiring, the onboarding are different, the requirements, uh, gearing up, uh, insurance, a lot of different things that are involved with that. These companies, they have to gear up an HR department uh, that's related to the drivers, and, and that's at scale. And they've got to they've got to put in place an infrastructure that includes uh, supervisors and all the different stuff that goes with that. And that takes some time. And these companies, Uber and Lyft said, hey, we need more time to be able to do this. The courts said, you've had time. You know, it's been a year since the law was passed. The law went into effect eight months ago. You've had time. No more stalling, no more delaying. And so here we are at a standoff. We're a couple of days away from that. And basically what's probably going to happen is Uber and Lyft are going to just quit operating in California for a short while while they get this sorted out. They say while they're getting ready to be, get geared up or something for employment or whatever, I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, we'll get into that in a bit. But here's the deal. It started with them. DoorDash, Instacart, they are probably next. Uh, Instacart was sued by uh, the San Diego City Attorney. DoorDash has been sued by San Francisco's Attorney General. Both are being sued under this AB5 legislation, and you know they're calling for rulings that said contractors are being misclassified. And it's basically, it's the same process that has happened with Uber and Lyft, other than these are just cities that are doing this. And I'm not sure what that's going to mean as far as if there's an injunction, if it's just in those cities. I got a feeling that they're applying through the state, so still trying to push for a statewide ruling. If you don't understand this, make sure you do understand this before we go any further, that all of this stuff is in California. It, it is only a law in California. And so if you're not in California, you're not going to be impacted at least as immediately or anything like that. But so here's the thing. Right now it's looking like, you know, the next ones up could be um, DoorDash, Instacart, and so then there's the question, well, how come not Grubhub or Postmates or any of the others? And it comes back to something else I said back in episode 52. I said, there's a common misunderstanding. AB5 did not and will not change anyone's status. All it does is provide a guideline around whether or not a company can call you a contractor. That's what I said back then. It remains true today. But in other words, nothing changed in January as far as anybody's actual status. Okay. Nothing changed. Companies were not prohibited from using uh, independent contractors. All it did was it defined who could use an independent contractor. And the reason that it's taking so much time for this to finally hit the fan is that, you know, if a company says, hey, you know what, we are in compliance with that. We, We think that these definitions you set, that we meet that definition, so they can keep operating as long as that's the case. But the state can come after you and say, no, you are not meeting that. And that's that's essentially what's happened to Uber and Lyft. And that's what's happening next now, Instacart and DoorDash. So the reason that it's not happening yet with Grubhub and Postmates is nobody's bothered to sue them yet. And so that that's the only thing there. 
So you might be wondering, okay, what about Uber Eats? Because this was Uber, right? And Uber owns Uber Eats. Well, right now that injunction still is just against Uber. It's only based on rideshare drivers. And uh, I put a link in the show notes here. Uh, it's also in the associated blog post at entrecourier.com slash 85 for episode 85. Can you believe it's episode 85 already? Anyway, there, there's an article from Market Watch, and they had a um, they had a pretty good explanation in there that the reason that Uber Eats wasn't brought into this, even though it's owned by Uber, is because the delivery model is just different enough from the rideshare model that it would have really complicated things. The state would have had to prove on both sides, both delivery and on rideshare, and it was just easier for them to get their injunction first against Uber and Lyft, which are doing rideshare. And basically all that means is they'll come after delivery next is pretty much what I'm sure is going to happen there. As it stands right now, Uber Eats is safe. If Uber pulls out of California, they will not pull out on the delivery side for now. The same thing could be said for uh, uh, Grubhub also. You know, they haven't been sued yet. And uh, so until something happens with any of these companies, either individually or as a group, they're safe until the court steps in and says, okay, now you got to do it. And so far that I haven't seen anything yet where Grubhub has been part of any of that. And that makes it kind of interesting. It kind of brings up this question. Okay, so what happens if, okay, you know, the, there's, the, there's the cases against uh, Instacart and DoorDash. And what happens if they get to this point where there's an injunction and they both say, you know what, we can't do delivery here right now because we don't want to do employees. And they shut down in California, but Grubhub hasn't been sued yet. Well, all of a sudden, their biggest competitor is out of the market. That doesn't seem real fair, does it? I mean, it's just like, uh, I. so I'm curious just to see whether or not uh, the state then will kind of come in real quickly and try and lump all these delivery companies together like they lumped Uber and Lyft together. I don't know. So to kind of wrap that part up, as far as the delivery companies go, it's like they're safe until they get sued. And they're even safe while the suit is in place. But as soon as the courts then step in and they, they issue an injunction like they do did with Uber and Lyft, the delivery company is going to be able to keep going. But as soon as that decision comes from the courts, then they've got to make a decision, hire employees or close up shop. Now, as it stands right now, it looks like Uber and Lyft are going to close up shop. Would DoorDash do the same thing? I think they probably would. Would Uber Eats do the same thing? I think they probably would. Would Grubhub do the same thing? We'll talk about that. But, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's just something about the timing of this that uh, I, I think it's like, California, what the hell are you doing to yourself right now? Because you're in the middle of this pandemic and you've got a lot of people that this is the way that they're trying to survive. They've They've had their jobs taken away. Here's a way you can go out. You can still earn some money and... So what are we going to do in the middle of that? Now's the time we decide that we're going to go after these delivery companies. And it's just, I don't get it. Uh, I don't, under, I'm glad. I am so glad I'm not in California. Okay. But if you are in California, what happens? What happens if you don't want to be an employee? You know, let me just say this. I'm sure you can already tell that I am not a fan of how they do things in California. I, and, and here's one of the things that's part of it. 
the hypocrisy of California going after companies for misclassification. Because let me tell you about something that happened in California. Because see, AB5 is about so much more than just gig economy companies. It's more than just these really big companies. There have been all sorts of freelancers, all sorts of people that have been just wiped out because of this thing. And and the state has been going after these small companies uh, with a vengeance in some cases. And the department that is responsible for doing this, for enforcing AB5, the department that goes after these companies when they've been misclassifying is, is called the California Employment Development Department. Well, here's an interesting thing that happened in California. I mean, it's happened everywhere. The pandemic hit, right? Everybody all of a sudden is out of work. And so the unemployment applications just went through the roof, right? Well, the state is completely overwhelmed. There's no way that they can keep up with all the applications and especially, you know, with all the new stuff that was introduced by the government and the CARES Act. So they had to bring in more people. So they brought in independent contractors. They've got independent contractors that are doing the work of the company, or in this case of the state, which is a clear violation of the B test and the ABC test. Do you see where I'm going with that? You're not allowed to bring in, and this is one of the things about it, the uh, AB5 is you can't, you can't control the work of the people. Well, they can control the work of these contractors. You cannot, and under AB5, you're not supposed to hire people to do the primary work of your company. Well, that's what the state has done. Actually, they, I think they're in violation of all three parts of the ABC test. And the department that made this arrangement that set that up, California Employment Development Department, the EDD, it's the same department that is charged with enforcing AB5, and they are the ones that are violating AB5 just as much as everybody else. So you can tell I'm not a fan of how they do things in California because it's like we're going to set up this law that you cannot have contractors, but we're going to hire contractors ourselves. Tell me how that's right in any way, shape or form. But anyway, so here's the thing. If you're in California, what are your alternatives? Basically, there's two things that are possible. And, and now that AB5 is law, uh, unless you can get it overturned in the courts, and I don't think that's a possibility, you got to do one of two things. One is you can do Prop 22. Prop 22 is legislation that was put together by Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. I think Postmates was part of this. You know, all these gig companies. And the whole idea, they kind of marketed it as, all right, we're going to do all the things, give you the protections that you would have as an employee, but still keep you as an independent contractor. And, you know, we're going to fix all of the problems with the independent contractor model. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't trust the companies that are, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot of things that they do that are kind of responsible for AB5 getting in place in the first place. You know, this is not, they're not a without blame, you know. And yet I don't, you know, I don't trust these gig companies to be the ones to write whatever it is that fixes it. And yet that's what Prop 22 is. And honestly, I think this is their end game all along. I honestly think this has been their end game. This whole thing that uh, they drug their feet long enough to get to this point. I don't think these decisions by the courts right now with Uber and Lyft, and I don't think that Uber and Lyft pulling out of California at the time that they're going to pull out of California. None of that is by accident. 
I seriously believe, I honestly believe this is all calculated. I believe it was all, you know, planned. And I think that they're just, you know, I mean, I think they would have liked to have been able to wait just a little bit longer for this to all kind of come to a head. But uh, the timing's perfect, isn't it? They've got this legislation out there. And when they first introduced it, oh man, that's going to be way back in November. And it's not until the end of the year that anything goes into effect. Well, now it's the end of August. And by all the time all this happens, Uber and Lyft, they quit doing rideshare. Drivers are out of work. People can't order Uber and Lyft because they're gone. Just in time for the ballot to come up. The timing's perfect here. What do you think that's going to do? I think I think that they couldn't have planned it any better for the timing of it for it to end up being able to pass Prop 22. And like I said, I just that's my theory. I think it's all been planned out. I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things, so it wouldn't be the first time, right? But here's the deal. Let's talk about Prop 22. Is it the answer? Is it the best thing? What they did with Prop 22, just in a nutshell, is they said, okay, if you're going to do this gig work, we're going to make it so that we can still, the kind of the way they phrased it is they wanted to create a third classification. And, and it's this, uh, you know, that, so essentially what they're doing is they're creating this classification of app-based workers. And they're saying that they're still independent contractors, but it's not completely the same as an independent contractor. What they're going to do in that is they're going to push for, you know, the, what, what it's going to do is establish a minimum pay threshold that says that workers are guaranteed 120% of minimum wages plus your tips plus 30 cents a mile compensation. I got to say that's probably an increase in just about any situation, uh, especially, you know, California, you know, 12 bucks an hour before tips. And then you get your miles on top of that. I wouldn't complain about that, honestly, if I were getting paid that. And so, and then there are some elements in there where they're going to provide some things for insurance, for, for some, you know, uh, funds for that, that could be used for buying, you know, like, a um, a variety of, you'd almost call them benefits, but stuff you provide for yourself, but like either, you know, ACA plan coverage, or I, I think that there, there are other options for how you could use those funds as well and all that. And it sounds great. It's marketed as providing protections for independent contractors that are similar to what you'd have as an employee, but you still maintain your independence. You still maintain your independent contractor status, right? And there's not time to get into all the nuances right now about, I think there, there are some things that it does what does some good things. There are some things where I don't think it does quite what it says it would do uh, and stuff. And you know, one of the things about it is that that, that pay guarantee is only based on when you're on an active delivery. If you're waiting between orders, there's no guarantee. There's no, there's nothing. Okay. And so it's not quite the same as having a minimum wage or whatever. And I think it leaves some opportunities for these apps to weasel out of stuff. And you don't think they would weasel out of anything? Have you ever been on a quest or on one of these promotions with DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates where you're like one away from accomplishing it and all of a sudden everything dries up? That's the same kind of stuff that's going to happen here. Eventually you get to a point where you get to so many hours because there's thresholds for how much they have to provide for these different things. And let's say all of a sudden you're at 
Uh, I think there's something at, at 25 hours to where you get more for this medical benefit thing. And let's say you're at 24 hours, you're not going to get any more offers, you know, not, not from that particular company. And, and so there's some of that stuff that's in there. There's, there's also, there's, there's a level of control that it adds. And in particular, it has to do with when these companies then are paid based on time, kind of gives them a little bit more right to control what you're doing while you're being paid, you see. And in particular, there's something that is written into this that it says um, that uh, there, there, there's a part in there that says that the uh, network-based services will not prohibit you from working for any other platforms except while you are actively engaged. In other words, delivery people, if you're delivering an order for Grubhub, they have the right to stop you from accepting an order from Uber Eats until the point that you drop off. They have the right to stop you from delivering a DoorDash order at the same time as you're doing a Postmates order. They're adding that restriction. They're adding that level of control into the proposition. And I'm sure there's probably some other areas where there's a little more control that, uh, you know, haven't delved into it deep enough to really find all of them, but that's one that just stood out right away on the first reading through when I read through that. So my issue is with control. I don't like Prop 22 because it does allow some extra control. It does allow limitations. It does allow some things that these, and, and honestly, my gut feeling is these companies probably wanted that. This is an opportunity for gig economy apps to kind of have their cake and eat it too. It's an opportunity to increase control while still not having a lot of the obligations that go with having an employee. So I've got some real problems with Prop 22. Now, if it came down to a choice, AB5 or Prop 22, and those are the only options at all, yeah, I'm going Prop 22, you know? My question is, does that have to be the only choice? Because I think there's another option on the table, and that option is repeal AB5. AB5 is a nightmare. Um, I understand. I understand what some of these gig companies have done that have kind of you know, made it something that makes sense to some folks to say, yeah, we got to do some restrictions on how they're doing things. But AB5 wasn't the answer. Uh, you've just got... It has impacted so many people from so many different areas. AB5 is not just a gig economy thing. You know, you if you're a freelancer that you do freelance work for a lot of different places, you don't want to be an employee of any one of them because you don't want anybody to tell you when you can and cannot work for, for other customers, different things like that. AB5 stops you from doing that. You say you're a musician and you're going you're gonna to play a gig at a bar. Well, guess what? that bar owner doesn't want you anymore. You know why? Because they're afraid that because of AB5, they'd have to hire you as an employee rather than as a contractor. And they have gone in so many times to make exceptions for this particular field or that particular profession or this particular type of contractor. And it's like, if you're making exceptions and that tells you that the premise of the law itself is not a good one. That's my feeling, you know, you want to know how I really feel. So, I mean, this is my opinion and I'm not in California, so it probably doesn't mean anything. And I'm not sure if it's an option. I, I don't know, but it just seems to me like it makes more sense to get rid of a bad law 
than it does to replace it with a less bad law, you know? But I think there's a reason that these gig companies are not putting more effort into just simply repealing AB5. It's because they want Prop 22. They want more control. That's my theory. If you can't tell already, I'm not a fan of California, but I'm not a fan of these gig companies either. Now, there's kind of a third option that would allow people to continue doing delivery that uh, there've been a couple of articles. I'll put a link to a New York Times article that talked about this, that uh, Uber and Lyft are looking at a franchise model in California, a way for them to allow a way to continue doing deliveries. But what they'll do is they'll franchise out to uh, some uh, fleet operators and, and things like that in California. And, you know, the thing about franchises is you can do a franchise as an individual. Generally, I think it's it's going to be a little more structured. You got to kind of create your own business. Uh, you you do need to go into as far as you know doing an LLC, different things like that to be a franchisee. So is that something that companies could do where it's like, okay, we're going to continue to contract out, but we're going to kind of create a little better definition between individual and contractor, because that's a problem right now with the gig economy. There's such a blurred line between being hired as an employee and being hired as a contractor. And these companies like it that way. They want people to think that they're employees because they can control them that way, you know? And if they do something where maybe, okay, we're going to do it, but you've got to be established as a business in some way, shape or form already, <clears throat> then maybe maybe they could uh, make that work under the franchise model. So I don't know. So I could see somebody getting creative with that here, but I don't know that that's going to be the answer, at least at scale. Um, probably wouldn't work as well for delivery as it would work for rideshare because right now rideshare is so much slower because things are so shut down in California. Delivery is a different story though. They need a lot of people. And if you got to go to those steps to be able to do it, I don't think they could hire enough people to do what they need to do. That's just my thoughts on that. Here's an interesting thought. Here's something I want to throw out at you. I want to ask you this. Do you think maybe Grubhub's, there's something about their silence that makes me wonder, are they being kind of sly? Are they lurking in the shadows? Are they doing the Australia strategy? If you ever play Risk, you probably know what I'm talking about there. You know, the Risk is this board game. You know, you've, you've got this map of the world and you're trying to kind of build up your armies and you're trying to take over portions of the world. And as you take over these big continents, you, you can add more to your armies. And so people fight over the really large continents and things like that when they're playing Risk. And there have been a lot of times I've won at Risk by just holding up in tiny little Australia where you don't get as much but you can kind of sit there off in the corner and then you let everybody else fight it out amongst each other. And once they've all decimated each other, then you can kind of sweep in and take over the world. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that's what Grubhub's doing right now. You know, I seriously wonder if that's what's going on. You never saw Grubhub get as involved with all the, the prop 22, you know, everybody announced they're going to donate all this money to pushing prop 22 and Grubhub never got involved with that. Grubhub has been kind of quiet about this. And there have been times I've speculated. I wish I could remember if there was anywhere I put it on paper so I could point to it. But I know I've, I remember saying it and just kind of speculated where I've kind of wondered, is Grubhub kind of pulling some of the stuff they pull because maybe they want to force the employee model that 
I've, I've always kind of felt like, you know, Grubhub was the one company, if everybody had to go employee, Grubhub was the one that could do it. And I'm not sure it could be sustainable for anybody else. And that's because they've got their marketing stuff and all their other stuff that can kind of help get them going. And maybe this is their opportunity, you know, that they see themselves as the one company that could survive the employee model. And if they're the last ones standing, then you could do anything with an employee model if you're the only one out there and there's enough demand for it. So I guess I'm doing a lot of looking back at some stuff in the past on today's episode. So I'm going to throw another one out at you and go to episode 51. That uh, was my, uh, my Christmas gift episode. I, I, I said, this is my Christmas gift to the delivery companies. My gift was how to dominate in delivery. And that gift was be awesome at delivery. That all somebody's got to do is if somebody could come in, they could focus on logistics. They could focus on an efficient delivery, on doing fantastic customer service, both to the restaurants, to the end users. If they could differentiate themselves just enough to be able to set their own price. And I still believe somebody could do that. I honestly believe that if somebody were to come in and focus more on logistics than on being a tech company, if they focused on actually being a delivery company, that they could disrupt the industry. But I think that that would mean that you got to use employees because to have those kind of logistics, to kind of push that kind of efficiency and to push that kind of customer service you got to be able to control the work of the people that are doing the work for you. And you can only do that legally anyway with employees. And so I've kind of wondered if that's the case. And so you add that to an interesting little tidbit that just popped up this last week or so. There was an article in the BBC that said that Just Eat Takeaway has stated that they want to move away from the contractor model, do away with the gig employees, and hire employees. Now, they say that that's so that they can provide insurance, so that they could do more for the people doing work for them. I honestly believe it's so that they can have more control over the overall process as well. If you don't remember, the merger was just announced not that long ago where Just Eat Takeaway is buying Grubhub. Well, if the CEO at Just Eat Takeaway is just now announcing that they want to make that move. I guarantee that that's something that has been in his thoughts and in the works for a long time. This is not something where somebody just popped up a few days ago and said, oh, hey, maybe we should go to employee model, you know, and then, okay, well, I'm going to tell somebody about it, you know? So it had to be in the works for a while. And, and it had to, I, it just had to, I think, kind of come up as part of this discussion too with Grubhub. And so, you know, it just leaves you wondering, is this part of what's going on with Grubhub? Is Grubhub just kind of sitting back in the wings and they are waiting for everybody else to kind of drop out because they've been sued by the state and they decide, you know what, we're going to drop out and hope to grab this Prop 22. And now all of a sudden there's no DoorDash and there's no Uber Eats and there's no Postmates delivering because they are not going to go to employees. And Grubhub steps in and says, Hey, guess what guys? Let's, we're going to work. I think we're going to go ahead and do employees. Okay. And all of a sudden Grubhub is the only company in California. You think they can't afford to do employees? 
If they're the only company in California, this is a beautiful opportunity if somebody wants to try something like this. And so I don't know. I've just, I'm, I'm curious whether or not you're just going to see that happen. I'm, I'm just, I've got this feeling that Grubhub might just be lurking. So anyway, Here's the question. What does this mean to those of us who are not in California? You know, kind of to wrap this up, you know, most of this is about, you know, what's happening in California. Most of us are not in California. I'm in Colorado. Why am I talking about Colorado, California? Well, because it still impacts us. And my first piece of advice about this is just got to pay attention to what's happening and especially pay attention to what's happening in your state. You know, if you're in New York, you got to be thinking seriously about this because uh, I put an article, I'll put a link in the show notes here, that uh, article that I put back in March that uh, the Court of Appeals in New York ruled that a Postmates driver was an employee. Uh, It was for an unemployment claim, but that ruling went under the radar. That's the high court in New York. There's no room for appeals. And even though it was an unemployment ruling, it's there and it's precedent. And that's a big part about court rulings for future things like that. So, and, and like I said, there's no room for appeal. So once New York decides to start going after everybody else, they could be the next domino to fall. There's some other States looking at similar legislation. So you got to pay attention. What is happening in your state? What are they doing about this? And here's another one that you got to pay attention to. You got to watch this thing. And it's called uh, pro act. Uh, it's a, it's a larger piece of legislation that's, it's union related. It's, uh, the pro in that is, um, it is protecting the right to organize. And like I said, it's, it's about unions, but there's a piece in there that as a part of that act, it adopts California's ABC test as a nationwide thing. That act has already passed the house of representatives folks. It has already passed the house. It still needs to pass the Senate. It still has to be signed by the president right now. You know, um, the Senate's not going to take a look at it. Um, Trump would not sign it, but if Joe Biden is elected, he's already announced. I've got links. So I'll put a link to, to articles that kind of state this here, show that to you. But Joe Biden has announced that if he's elected and it passes the Senate, he would sign it into law. He's in favor of that. Now, like I said, it's it's a it's part of a bigger piece of stuff that's a, that's all about the ability to unionize and everything like that. And I'm not going to get into all that stuff because I'm not union and I'm not going to campaign one way or the other for or against it right now or anything like that. But it is the ABC test is buried into it, so you got to pay attention to that. You got to watch that thing. And so I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, and I'm not a one issue type of person. I've got real problems with both candidates, really. I feel so bad for our country if this is the best we can come up with. And and both of them have things that they stand for that I'm in favor. And there's things that they stand for that just make me want to hold my nose and puke, you know, on both sides of it. So I'm not going to campaign for one or the other right now. But my whole point in bringing this up isn't to say, yeah, don't vote for anybody like that. My whole point is to say, you got to watch it. You got to watch what's happening because if pro act passes, yeah, this type of thing is going to be happening or could be happening nationwide. And so my main thing here that I'm trying to say is you got to know what's going on out there. I've got an article that I wrote, you know, way back when AB five passed about what could happen nationwide. If you want to read more about some of that stuff, AB five is just one of those things that's got me thinking, you know, that, and there's another article I wrote that I just said, you know what, the whole gig economy could come to an end uh, before too long. And in the article, I was pretty much, you know, the, the title of it was why this website might come to an end, because if 
independent contractor type delivery goes away, this website's kind of obsolete, isn't it? Why am I saying all this though? It's it's not I I, I don't want to dive into politics or anything like that. And I but I do want you to keep an eye on things because you've got to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You know, here's the deal. We go back to Uber and Lyft, you know, the reason that Uber and Lyft were not given more time in this injunction was they had time. The law was passed almost a year ago and it's been in effect since January 1st. There was time. If you're doing delivery in California, if you're an independent contractor in California, it's the handwriting has been on the wall, you know, and for those of us nationwide, I think there's handwriting on the wall, but it probably looks a little bit more like hieroglyphics, you know, it's there, but maybe not as easy to read. It's not as easy to decipher, but there's stuff there that just says things will probably change. Are you ready for that? Do you have an exit plan? Yeah, that's that's one of the topics we're going to get into in the Courier MBA course is having an exit plan. It's it's part of running a business. It's being prepared for whatever might be next. You know, are you ready? Have you thought about what you're going to do next? Uh, because there's stuff like this that says, yeah, things could change. You got to keep an eye on it and you got to be ready. Don't be caught off guard. There are going to be a ton of Uber and Lyft drivers who are going to be almost like surprised that anything happened. There's no reason to be surprised. You had to know it was going to happen. You know, granted, this pandemic kind of changed everything, doesn't it? It kind of has a way of doing that. You know, this pandemic really kind of made it a little harder to do like an exit or figure out alternatives and different things like that. And for some people, this whole gig economy thing is kind of feels like a last alternative. But you got to be looking. You got to be paying attention. You got to be ready in case something's going to happen. And you got to start thinking about what can you do next. Folks, keep watching. Keep paying attention. And be ready to give yourself an out. Yeah, I just want to wrap up by saying, here's the deal. You're an independent contractor. It means you're a business owner, which means you make, you make these decisions. You make the choices. You are the one that decides the different things that you're going to do and how you're going to respond. And, and that's why this is so important to be paying attention to what's going on, because if things start happening, if you're being proactive, you're ready for it. And this is the thing that I really want to try and stress. I try and stress it all the time throughout this podcast, throughout this website. And, and we're really want to drill into it with the 31 day courier MBA course. It's just this idea of take control for yourself be proactive instead of reactive. Watch what's going on, but just make your decisions and, and be ready to pivot when you need to pivot. Take control. Courier Nation, go out there and be the boss. 